You're listening to Modern Mystic Soul, a podcast dedicated to helping starseeds like you go from awakened to activated. My name is Therese Tucker. I'm an intuitive artist, psychic medium, teacher of intuition, and author of Confidence is Magic. And I'm sitting down to talk with you about the ascension process, the spiritual growth lessons I've learned, and how to move into a more aligned frequency so you can fully experience your destiny. Welcome to a new episode of the Modern Mystic Soul podcast. And today I'm excited to introduce you to a hybrid human. Her name is Yael Green, and she's here with a specific mission to help humanity during this time of transition and upgrade. She is an ambassador of hybrid technologies and a living portal to other dimensions. Yael innately balances and harmonizes space, returning to a state of neutrality operating with integrated crystalline DNA and high plasmic state. She channels access to other dimensions in real time. She embodies an extensive knowledge of sacred geometry, balance and harmony, and is experienced in reading and calibrating the energy of portals back to their highest integrity. Yael uses technological understanding of the non-physical to activate and imprint the earth grids and the waters to return to their original state of neutrality. Yael uses technological understanding of the non-physical to awaken and integrate the soul's consciousness into the body. And if you'd like to learn more about Yael Green and her work, you can visit watermatrix.org or visit yaelgreen.com and you can find her at the water matrix on instagram i hope you enjoy this episode it was a really fun one hi everyone welcome to the modern mystic soul podcast today's guest is yael green she is a soul guide, and I cannot wait to introduce you to her and hear more about what she does in the world and her own journey. Yael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay, I'm so excited to have you here. So uh, when you reached out and I got to read about the work that you're doing, one of the descriptions you have um, about yourself and your work is that you're a hybrid human and it really intrigued me and I was I was saying to you before the show started that it sort of uh triggered and um a deeper question in me because I really want to know what that means to be a hybrid human and I was sharing with you that it sort of triggered my awareness of mirroring mm -hmm. that's happening um and I don't know if it's mirroring because we're reaching this this great shift where things are sort of bifurcating in a really strong way so let me explain to the audience what I mean about the mirroring so when I hear when I heard the term or read the term hybrid human my brain jumped to transhumanism which is something that would be what I would consider something on the dark timeline and for those who aren't familiar what the what transhumanism mean this is where they want to hybrid humanity with technology and basically create you know a an android almost and with humanity. Um, but I knew just, you know, you can, you can feel, 
Yael through her her work and her messages. And I just know that's not where she's coming from. So there's also a light mirror to that. And I was just saying to Yael that, you know, I've noticed this in other areas too. For example, uh, the Great Awakening, which is the positive ascension timeline. And then, of course, the Great Reset, which is the negative um, I call it the dark timeline where it, we know that it's finite and it comes to an end. Um, so I wanted to pose this question to you to help me clarify and understand, am I, am I sort of getting that mirroring thing or am I just way off? Well, it's interesting because what everyone always approaches me with is just the plain question of what is a hybrid human? And I appreciate the way you approached it in terms of basically trying to understand the perspective and almost embodying what that term means versus could you just explain it in a Western perspective? So I appreciate that on its own. So thank you for that. And in terms of mirroring, I mean, my function here, and I call it function because, and I promise you I will get back around to the mirroring piece, Mm. is uh, that I'm not connected to any karmic cycle that's happening on the planet, which makes it very easy for me to not get involved in anything that is distracting to the, well, to the incension purpose, to expanding consciousness, to being able to help those who are going through this process of expanding their consciousness, to be able to then stabilize the physical vessel and to bring it back in. Because this is my first time on this planet, that being able to have this direct connection to consciousness, which we all have, but for me, it is much quicker and constantly present. So for example, with most channels, there's a getting out of the way. Trans channels get out of the way for the guides to come through. Um, other channels are using their guides and then present when and translating the words. For this physical body that I've come into, it's basically a portal for this understanding of universal consciousness to just flow through in actual real time. Mm. I'll stop there before I can, if you have any questions. I don't want to throw too much in. No, it actually, I mean, it's resonating. It makes sense okay. to me. I okay. understand that part. How, so is that where the hybrid is coming from? So in order to be able to still hold this frequency and move into a plasmic state, Mm -hmm. which is how the consciousness can move through. I, in order to do that, I'm not necessarily, I don't have the same density as all of the other beings that don't have this purpose. Everyone yes. has a purpose, obviously. Mine is specifically this. So in order for the physical body to hold that type of energy, that's where most of my DNA is more galactic DNA. Obviously, I have to have a human DNA component because that's the physical piece of this. Mm -hmm. But where most of my resonance sits is within the galactic DNA of this form. There and how I have, I how I've always known that because I knew that I was dropped off here. 
um, I remember the event. So it's not something startling or there wasn't a time when I awakened to it. I've been holding this ever since I came here at the linear time that I came here in order to sort of prepare the space because there's quite a few more hybrids coming on the planet. Um, quite a few of all of the other types of light beings that are helping us move through to a more conscious understanding of dimensional shifting, how we consciously use our energy to create more expansion, as well as using that to experience this planet. So that would be the technical part of the hybrid human. The mirroring piece is that that is specifically what most of us are here for. We are a very easy mirror. There's no, because there's no karmic density, because we don't hold the same energetic strands, our crystalline DNA is already 12 strand DNA. So it's already crystalline, whereas most everyone's trying to get connected to understanding their crystalline nature we're coming from that place already, almost trying to understand the human nature of things, which is very difficult, to be honest with you, the human nature. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like speaking to my heart right now. I mean, I just, there's so many questions that are coming up as you're speaking. I'm absolutely loving this conversation. So thank you so much um, for bringing it to the podcast. So many questions. Um, Okay. I'm trying to organize my thoughts because mm -hmm. I, it's like this journey. I want to make sure I'm like grabbing every piece. Mm. So how it, it's, can you, would you share with us the memory you have that helps you know that this is your first time? Yes, it was quite shocking actually, because all of my time has been spent in assignments in the, you know, other realms so I remember, and how we, so also, I have, how to explain this? So, and I'm not sure where exactly your audience is coming from, so I'll sort of give a broader perspective on it. Sure. Um, basically, I, my upbringing is on a ship. I was created on a ship, mm -hmm. and that also plays into, you know, hopefully the more positive narrative that we're putting on this planet of there are many agreements and humans are part of this entire project of being able to create and bring light beings to the planet because that's what humanity wants. Yes. So uh, being created on a ship means there's also human DNA that comes from that. So the family that I was put into was perfect for where I needed to be because and I'll jump back, but uh, I had no, re I think normal human beings have uh, things like they're told how you should dress or what you might need to be when you grow up or your curfew. I had none of that. I didn't have restrictions. It was, it was as if they already, at least my mother, the father that I had was part of my ship family. How I know that is because when I was 12, he was crushed between two trucks. So he went back, had given me enough of an introduction here after being dropped off 
to mm-hmm. then move on this path on my own. So when I was dropped off here, I remember traveling with my ship family. And basically on a ship family, you have, it, it's not isolated like we have here on this planet. It's more of a sort of quote unquote ship mother. Obviously we don't, there's no roles exactly, but it's one being that oversees a group of other light beings. And so you learn a lot together. There's a lot of play that occurs and you travel different places. And I remember traveling with them. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I was here and I remember seeing my ship mother traveling far away and couldn't figure out why she had left me and watching them go back. So that was, yeah. I mean, so that, that brings up emotion in me. I mean, I would Mm. feel, yes, you know, nervous, scared. I think I was, I don't know. I mean, remembering it was mostly a heavy heart to leaving my family. Yeah. And like my true family, which is why I don't really understand why, how families work here. It makes no sense to me just because you were born of someone that if you're like, why would, if there's some sort of abuse, why would people stay with that family? You don't need to. Like you're a family is an energetic connection between beings. So I never right. get those sorts of things. I don't, I don't, the hierarchy of families here doesn't make sense. Yeah. And because, it's, yeah. well, and it's also complicated through, you know, we have different social conditioning that we go through too, that teaches us, especially, yes. you know, and culturally too, depending on a the culture, there's more of it than others. Exactly. Which is why like, I didn't, the conditioning I didn't have in this family. That's amazing. I, I never, I didn't look in mirrors, <laughs> and which is strange because, like, I always think, like, I never looked in mirrors either. I was like, why would you need to look in a mirror? You just sort of <laughs> feel what you're like. Why would you look in a mirror? There's no point, really. So just the, things like that. No, but that's I like was, I the opposite have. of my. <laughs> I was fascinated. I mean, that's an artist. Oh right. But what's really interesting about your experience is that um, I, ha- I have no memory of what came mm-hmm. before, but I have a lot of encounters in my sleep. I do a lot of work while I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're talking about your family, I was visited by some of my family um, mm-hmm. in a dream state. Mm-hmm. The intent, the connection was so intense that I still sort of get emotional about it when I think about them because I miss them at a level that I don't understand. Yes, that's, that is exactly it. You could never miss another human in the same way. I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I don't miss human beings. Like I miss my family. Well, I I definitely, I mean, there's, there's something there. I mean, I, I don't know how you would see yourself in your non-human form. Like for example, um, so I've, I've talked to my audience about quantum healing hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So Dolores Cannon's technique. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a spiritual mentor of mine that I, she's visited with me. Mm-hmm. And through her work, I've been able to see the kind of being mm-hmm. that I actually am. Mm-hmm which is an energetic being. It's very yes. different. I, I don't have a body. I never really had a body 
um, and I can take atmospheric shape. So mm-hmm. there's a sort of atmospheric beingness mm-hmm. I can take shape into. Yep. Um, but I, I, I will say that when I come across other, you know, people or beings, the ones that I know, I'm like, you're part of my same group. You just kind of know it. And I know you've mm-hmm. probably had that experience too, where you're like, I know you. I on it. I haven't had that many here because I think I was one of. I mean, I was one of the first. There's one person that I do remember, and then since in my growing up, but there weren't that many hybrids coming to this planet in the '70s, unfortunately. But there was one one person on my swim team when I was a kid that was definitely part of the the hybrid group. And I've met people since, you know, in being adulthood in the last five or so years, but yeah, it's, it feels a bit different. And I get what you're saying with the, you know, where we talk about like the different characteristics of different galaxies that we're from. Yeah. Um, And I think because I'm from a ship, I don't like, there's not a, a specific, like, sure. I have some, you know, there's the Arcturian, characteristics and Pleiadian but for me it's that like I would travel the first five linear six linear years on this planet I don't really remember here because I I was traveling back so much to the ship that that was yeah so then the next question I have is I've heard about um I've heard about ships that are really organic life it looks like a ship people would interact with it as if it's a ship but it's a consciousness of mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. is is this the kind of um is that is this the kind of um vehicle or i don't even know if you can call it a vehicle a being that you're talking mm-hmm. about is this what you're coming from yes although there are ones that are able to come down to the planet itself um the one that i was from is not it doesn't make its way down to be quote-unquote seen on the planet mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it might have to do with what the density that it would have mm-hmm. to drop its energy. Exactly. To. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And I don't and it's not that I'm saying and I don't want it to come across as it's too low that, you know, we've hierarchically said higher is better. It's right. just a, it's just a amount of density and they're neither of them are good or bad. Just as well, what I've actually I've heard about that through some Tibetan materials that I've studied and also there's a book called the book of secret wisdom, which I find incredibly fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, But they actually talked about the fact that there is a, it's like an almost like this alchemical balance you have to reach because it's not that it's bad that it's Mm -hmm. lower. It's that it can be so heavy. It can suck you in and you can't come back out. Mm. And, and Mm -hmm. they even talk about this with like fallen angels Mm-hmm. You know, so if we're looking mm-hmm. at like uh, from a biblical point of view, mm-hmm. that these are not negative beings who were imprisoned here. It was literally that there were higher beings who mm-hmm. came down to assist mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. They got trapped and they mm-hmm. gave, they put too much of themselves mm-hmm. into the field and mm-hmm. they couldn't get back out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would. And I think what that brings up for me also is how we're how we're able to fragment our vessels so that, because what they're doing or what we're, you know, when we come down, we're trying to create 
a density of the fragments that move at a much slower pace and so that they're more compact. So if you come down and you haven't, I want to say mastered, but if, if things are sort of sitting on the edges, it's going to pull apart, basically. If we look at physics, right? I mean, when we also look at any sort of gurus or masters that have come through, they've fragmented themselves so some of the pieces can still be here, hence why we have all this wisdom and information as well, mm -hmm. so accessible. Um, but they're, the pieces that they're having, those aren't the ones that they fully need to be consciousness in a more etheric realm. So doing the opposite, you really have to sort of, and I keep wanting to say like smoosh everything in. Like it seems like this body is so expansive, but it's so compact, which I think is why you always see those crazy memes of like where aliens look weird. But why don't we think that humans look weird? We're trying to stuff consciousness into this like very compact, weird looking shape. Hence why <laughs> things pop out all the time. It's like, it is hard to keep stuff in this shape. After four years of spending time developing goal setting content with my Epic Year workshop, I've developed a proven system for consistently crafting a sole goal strategy for my clients. However, I noticed many clients struggled with implementing their goals. They let their inspiration slip away before they take inspired action, which leaves them feeling fear, self-doubt, and confused. So I've created Mercury Pod Coaching Program for people who know their goals and want support, inspiration, and accountability to help them take quick action and get traction towards their big dreams. And I've got exciting news. If you're listening to this in early August, the next Mercury Pod is about to launch on August 7th, 2022. So in the Mercury Pod, what you get are weekly laser coaching sessions with you, support every day through our private Telegram channel, and one private session one-to-one -one with me where we are working on a project for you that month that is going to launch you towards your big goal. And, you know, I've seen so much transformation in a short period of time from people who recognize what it is they want and then just get a little support on how to go after it. Because a lot of times what gets in our way are our fears and our blocks and our self-doubt and a lack of self-trust. So if you need help moving the needle to get traction towards where you're intending to go, let me support you with Mercury Pod Coaching. You can check it out by going to mercurypod.gr8, the number eight, .com, and read more about it there. You can contact me through this podcast at hello at blythestarlight.com, and I'd love to support you. And the cool thing is I do Mercury Pod every month. You do not have to do it every month. You can jump in when you need support. Go to mercurypod.gr8 dot com and get started with me. You know, it, as you're talking about this, it just makes me think of, of the fact that, you know, what my understanding of like uh, physical versus non-physical, I would bring it into particle versus wave. Mm -hmm. More of us is a wave. Mm -hmm. Yes. And 
and whenever my team talks to me, my spirit team, mm-hmm. and which has many beings on it, but when they talk to me about this, about uh, manifesting, for example, mm-hmm. they talk to me about how you really have to concentrate and concentrate, like keep coming back to what it is you're trying to create mm-hmm. because you have to create the particles. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. takes time and compression, like you're saying, like you're, mm-hmm. you, and it's always going, they, they always use the joke of, I don't know if you're familiar with the Willy Wonka movies. Yes. Oh, but you know, they have that giant chocolate bar and then they shrink yes. it down to human size. They're like, that's right. what you have to do when mm-hmm. you're creating. You have to take mm-hmm. this big, big energy. Mm-hmm. You have to make it bigger than life because you're going to shrink it down and get a small version of that. It's mm-hmm. not going to be that big. I love the Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> that. It just it just makes it so simple to understand. I I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah. It always. I mean, that's the other thing. How do we learn how to levitate? Well, all we just have to do is break our particles apart. Oh just yeah. Fragment. There, it's not. Or or with any anything that's surrounding us, allow that to just fragment. And I know it sounds like we're on LSD or we're on a trip, but. <laughs> Why did they know that then? Because that is the truth, because their consciousness was so expanded. They had to use the drugs to get the consciousness to expand to understand it, but that we can we understand it without having yes, drugs. Absolutely. In fact, I I kind of feel like at some point they're actually only going to get in the way. They're gonna block people mm-hmm. from being able to do it because yeah. you don't need yeah. you know, as the as the frequency gets higher and higher, mm-hmm. it's like you don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting how, you know, plant medicines have become so popular in the last 10 years. And there's nothing, I mean, it is nothing at all against the, the medicine that the plants are bringing forward. But I think the same, similar thing with that is like, how do we, and how are we going to be in relation to them in a way that, is higher dimensional as opposed to they're sort of serving us if that, mm-hmm. you know, if people are moving in those realms, but we don't. And I always say, so my partner owns a crystal business and a lot of times I'll tell them like, why do you need these things? I always say like, you don't need to buy any of these things. You don't need any of these things. Why? Like why you don't need tools. That's where like you are the crystalline DNA tool. You don't need anything. It's else. so true. And I'm and as someone who also sells crystals, because I have like I have crystal jewelry. Mm-hmm. I I get that. I absolutely get that. We, we can end up using these things like crutches, power away to them. I see them as enhancements, mm-hmm. but I I stay conscious of the fact that I am the power source. I'm the mm-hmm. creator being in this life, not the, mm-hmm. you know. The, the crystal has its own consciousness and journey. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if it wants to come with me, that's great. Yeah. But yeah. it's not doing the work for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what my partner always says, even though I'm like, you don't need, I, she's always like, why do you say this? Because... <laughs> and they're pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? We have met amazing people through all of the gem shows, you know, all around the world. That's been really, that's the best, been the best part is like who you get to meet through these things. I mean, we have wonderful friends in India, just all over the place. So that's true. I mean, they do create beautiful connection. They Mm -hmm. give us something to, to share. Um, But you, I get your point. I get the point that you're making, which is it is within you. 
And I'm a minimalist, really. I mean, you know, I have five of the same type of t-shirts, mostly just a few shorts. So it's, it's like, I don't need all those things to live. I can really just maneuver because, you know, the body itself, you can decide anytime you want to leave the body. It's no big deal. You know, we have walk-ins all the time to take over this if you drop it. So just another thing in a certain way. It's true. I mean, it's and this is so interesting because it at the same time, it's like, well, we have to re- try to remember why did I elect to have a body? Um, yes. And I think for most, that is exactly the question. And it part of it is that like, yes, we you, part of it is, is the consciousness has to come back and be resilient in this vessel. And many people are going to keep coming like, this is probably my only time here. I'm here for this purpose and I'm going back, you know, to the home. So for me, it's less that, but it absolutely is like teaching people how to anchor their consciousness in to a vessel is a big skill. And and it's got me thinking, you know, one of the things that my team has said to me is that we're part of this is to bring more of the soul into the body. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. plasma and which reminds me, um, and this was before I really understood any of this, but I remember I was uh, listening to the sounds of the planets. This was probably mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. back in 2014. I'd found like a little video where they were playing the sounds mm-hmm. of each planet. Mm-hmm. And I got this instant download. And at that time they were saying, "You're, we are changing your biology, all of you. You're going to become more plasma. And then they explained it's like a crystalline plasma, but uh-huh. you're going to become more plasma. And then they helped explain that people are holding more fat on the body because it mimics plasma. It's the mm. closest thing we have that's mimicking plasma mm. while we are making this changeover because they have to do it a little bit at a time. Otherwise, yeah. I yeah. mean, all what yep. we're already getting is causing people, you know, the crown chakra headaches and the you know, the heart palpitations and the leaving the body. I don't know if that's happened to you. I, cause like, again, you're experiencing it differently, but as I'm going through this process, I've had like moments where, gosh, I think it was like 2018 was probably mm-hmm. one of the most intense years for me transitioning, mm-hmm. but I was literally like sitting at, uh, or standing in the kitchen, chopping vegetables mm-hmm. and my body, my astral body came out, went through the mm-hmm. counter Mm-hmm. And snapped back in. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? You know, I'm like standing in the middle of the counter and then I'm back in my body. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. God. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I love and I never thought about like the fat. I'm like, yeah, it makes complete sense that there is a heavy buffer that's going to hold it in. Because especially when you're, what was when you had said 2014, they're also then wasn't a lot of understanding of how patterns move through the body, both on a physical and energetic level. So were we even dealing with the patterns that are there so that we can be aware that when we are bringing this work back down in, how it's going to resonate or how we prepare the environment for reacceptance of it, whether it's, you know, through dream in nighttime, whether it's you're doing it consciously during the day, whether it's, you know, astral travel, whatever piece it, or you want to call it, this is it, the body needs to be prepared. So 
I think that's one big piece of like, how do we physically prepare this body? Because all of this chronic nature that's coming up with the body Mm -hmm. is really simply like, it's just not resonating either what is or the the being that's held in there is no longer resonating. And we're not able to let that go, which understandably, because in the society right now, there's no rites of passage, there's no ceremonies, there's no places of sacredness to do this process. So completely understandable. But it's got to sort of pull away, deconstruct itself, and then create a matrix of an environment in this that can hold and integrate and attune to another frequency. So that is not an easy thing. No. And now that I'm thinking about, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about the fact that, um, and I've been questioning this for a while. Are you familiar with uh, a man? His name is Jerry Wills. Have you heard Some, of him before? Something sounds familiar. Well, he is, I saw him on a Gaia TV show years mm-hmm. ago. I found mm-hmm. him fascinating, but he also has, you know, he's been, um, he's definitely not human. He's from another place, mm-hmm. has a similar background, not not of the ship, but, you know, I have a feeling he might be connected to giants or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it that um, I keep seeing these, these very tall Mm-hmm. red-haired people mm-hmm. um but he was talking about how you know he a, a lot of times he has people come up to him and he does healings with them and he was like anything can be healed on the body he's like the only thing i've ever had problem healing were the hormones and the hormones are getting attacked in people mm-hmm. uh, and as you're talking about this i'm thinking about all the autoimmune that suddenly yeah. is like burst onto the scene mm-hmm. um and i can't help but wonder if this is one of the you know, if we're sort of misinterpreting it, yes, there's things in our environment that are very toxic uh, and unhealthy and are meant to attack our immune system and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. our endocrine system. Mm -hmm. But I also wonder if this is like part of the adjustment that the body is going through. This is, yes, because it's the regulatory system. Being able to regulate movement that is not as quick as the nervous system, right? Because it's a hormonal balance. Mm -hmm. So it moves slower. So, and I don't know if I would even call this a effect of it. I would call it a symptom that we haven't created the proper spaces for this to occur. I I want to almost want to get away from the, like, these are the symptoms of this happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm, there's, I'm not saying anything against what, what you'd brought up. What I want to do is turn it on its head of we've been all the Ascension symptoms, get it physical. Okay. But we're still within the Western framework of cause and effect, which doesn't, when we move into relational understanding, which is, consciousness itself right um then we go into this process needs an environment to hold it in simply that there is no symptom there is no illness there is 
a lack of an environment to hold the process. We wonder why we are so desperate to bring the plant ceremonies to back to this, like the ceremony piece, even though that may not be the perfect ceremony for everyone, but having spaces that are ancestors on this planet, or not mine, but everyone else's <laughs> ancestors on this planet had space for these ceremonies to occur. There's so much out there. We're looking at how sound within temples that are earth structures healed people. Why? Because there was ceremony for it. There was an environment. It's not, and again, it's like such a simple thing. We're not fixing the symptom. We're creating the environment to hold the process to occur. We do not want this process. We're not taking away the process. It's just like when someone goes to cancer treatments, and they're trying to killing the cancer. Like that's not the point. The point is not to kill the cancer. The point is to create an attuned, hospitable environment for whatever reason this process needed to come up can move through smoothly. We're not like, yes, we don't want to suffer, but we're still going through process here. That's still part of why we were here. If we didn't want to go through process and experience, we wouldn't have come down because when you're consciousness, you don't know separatism. So you right. don't know these experiences. You decided to have them and they're okay, but we're so afraid of them because we don't have the places and the processes and the ceremonies to hold someone through that. As you're talking about it, I'm remembering the, the life that I saw, which I was one of the people who created the space for people mm. to have that. Mm. But I was uh, just revisioning the, the own, my own ceremony that I went through. I had, mm. um, you know, I was a, it was a past life I saw where I was here as a Mayan shaman, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, I wasn't human and I wasn't actually, it was interesting because I started as human and then I was transformed, but I had mm -hmm. to be, I had to go through the rite of passage where they mm -hmm. leave me mm -hmm. and I had to survive mm -hmm. and then I get taken into the earth mm -hmm. and this is where the transformation process mm -hmm. began. Mm -hmm. And I was, um, surrounded by other beings who were assisting me in mm -hmm. that process mm -hmm. um yeah. and it was very like it was so it's what you're saying makes sense because it was so separated and so clear mm -hmm. of this is what we're doing at this time and everything that I had to go through and, and maybe endure I mean a lot of that was mm -hmm. I didn't have to view because what was the point of watching right. pain right <laughs> you know? but right. the outcome was I was prepared to hold bigger space for more people and create that space. Yes. Yes. That, that, and that just gives me chills because that feels like, yes, that you, yes. I mean, I just want, yes. Thank you. But, and it also reminds me of, for example, I listened to the law of one material. Mm -hmm. It's very resonant to me. Mm -hmm. And when they talk about the pyramidal structure, I've never, I never studied that. I never, it's weird because even though it's like considered one of the wonders of the world, I'm kind of mm -hmm. like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's like, it's cool, mm -hmm. but <laughs> yep. there's yeah. cooler things, guys. <laughs> like That's just mm -hmm. the surface. Um, but one of the things they talked about was the function of the King's chamber, mm -hmm. which is very much like you're talking about creating the space for this transmutation or transformation yeah. to occur. Yeah. And they talk about how there is this, you go in with your, um, 
you know, the initiate goes in Mm -hmm. with whatever mentor or healer or priestess priest Mm -hmm. is supposed to be there with, it's just the two of them. There's only enough room for, for people to lay down and one Mm -hmm. person to sit and only enough air so that Mm -hmm. you can breathe and Mm -hmm. no light. Mm -hmm. And you go through the symbolic death process where Mm -hmm. You, you're literally, you're dying, but not dying. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> the, this is, yes, this process. I mean, could you imagine if we were able to hold, if this is what was understood when people are going through processes, that they could go through this, that there was this initiation, there was this threshold that was crossed and that you came out because you were supported through that into a different life of yours well what's really interesting is when the lockdowns occurred Mm -hmm. my team was like this is an initiation point should Mm -hmm. you choose to take it Mm -hmm. because something did have to die through that your your belief in what the world was yes had to die (laughs) and some of us went deep into it we were like what is really what is this you know, and there was a lot of um, so much emotion, right? And there mm-hmm. were some people who couldn't handle it. They didn't take the initiative. They took resistance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone's still, because we didn't, we weren't prepared for this in, in this way. Right. People are still are floundering and don't know what to do. And it's coming out in these crazy, crazy ways where people are like, this is the Wild West, or we're not sure what to do, or this is a COVID thing. Since COVID is like, I hear that constantly from sort of the general public. And well, there's another wave of initiation coming. And that's the thing. It's like, we get these opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the thing that, so they keep showing me. And I hear what you're saying, but I see that the awakening comes in waves. And mm-hmm. I've heard, you know, we've all heard that. We, we all know that not everyone's on the same time mm-hmm. and they don't have to be. There's no wrong time to do it. Um, we're supposed to, you know, wake up and assist, you know, the next group, the next group. And then we've had people behind us who've been awake and holding mm-hmm. space. Um, but I just find it really interesting because it is like what I keep getting is that, um, you're right. We didn't consciously choose that. I think on a soul level, we all knew it was coming. We all signed up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a big difference between this. I mean, now that you like you've said that, I really have to think about this because there really is this. This is that absolute transformational period that we all signed up for, but nobody con- it. Mm-hmm. And so we're not walking into the temple or the pyramid of our own free will, or at least we don't think we are. Yeah. I think there have, when we put it in the context of this global understanding, there were these tiny moments and places for it. But people didn't know how, the general public didn't know how to enter it. We haven't, we simply haven't, 
fully remembered it for most people and been able to teach that. I mean, I have a client right now that we're working on. She's realizing like she is the doula between the new beings and the people are moving through death. It's like, yes, what and what is our place as part of this community to hold? So not only do you walk through as the initiate, you're also having a place to hold. So when you think of Sundance, it's the same thing. You are within the dance and you are also holding that space for everyone else. So those two, like, wow, like what place do I also hold? Because oftentimes we think we're just the initiate, but you also have the responsibility and the honor to see yourself as holding the space for the ceremony. And what is that role for you? Besides being initiate, you hold both in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm like deep in this now. I'm like, <laughs> I think we're having telepathic communication because I just like, I'm watching so many things in my mind and I'm trying to articulate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let me go. So one of the things that you talk about in your teachings is the water portal. I feel like somehow this connects to that, Can but I, I actually don't. So can you weave the water portal mm-hmm. into what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I am the portal that I bring through water as the teacher, as the medicine. For me, that was when I have worked with portals and have created councils for portal work. Um, it's been with the, because there is so much of this element that is transcendent from this planet into the galactic realms. It's not surprising that our planet looks like it does and it's hospitable for us because this is not a land planet. I don't know how many times we have to like, we forget <laughs> that. Like people think this planet is land. Like it is not a land planet, it is a water planet. Right. <laughs> well, it may be because we're just so used to being on the land you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I I'm very lucky I get to live in Washington state where I'm surrounded by water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's it's ever present with me and I can't even imagine not being near water I, that feels painful to me yes I mean I I grew up by the beach so I can't even even being by a river for me I can't make my way around. I am in Portland right now I can't make my way around the city for anything because when I know like the ocean I know how to direct myself. The ocean walks me wherever I need to be walked. The river is like, I, I don't, <laughs> I can't find my way anywhere in this city. I mean, and a bridge over it doesn't, so it doesn't make any sense to me. But water, like this is our, this is exactly what connects us. This is the flow. This is a more dense plasma because water as a teacher and water as a conductor and water as our main element of our being. I mean, in that sense, like, do we need to even say anything else about it? Because we are water beings. One, we walked out from the water. We are not land beings. We came from the water. Our bodies are honestly also having a hard time getting used to being on land. It's 
gravity is hard. Walking upright is hard. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I get that because as soon as like, I love, I'm, I'm in my bathtub every night. I love swimming pool. Like anywhere I can float. Right. I want to be there. <laughs> I want to right. be there. So you can see how one, just being able to feel the floating. We throw around this word flow so much and people like, does anyone, I don't know. Do people really know what it means? Because flow means that you understand water and its characteristics and how gracefully it transitions from one state to another. It's the only element that has four states. No other element does. Like that's the capacity that has to move between those states. That itself is all the other dimensional. That's the way that we can use as a portal to move through dimensions, to move through other galaxies. It's the easiest way in my, you know, when you don't have a direct, easy connection to becoming plasmic, like the water is it. It also really, it teaches us understanding that it's, it, I know we're nervous about the intensity of water, but the fact is when it becomes larger than life, it becomes mythological. Our main mythology story of creation is the flood. I don't think that mm. is a mistake in any no. way. Yeah. That we keep telling the flood story because it is that important that it, it is its own rite of passage. Why in so many, you know, structured spiritualities that we call religion is water involved in this transitional ceremonies that we've left behind, but it is involved in how we pull what we no longer needed. Because when when your town is overrun by a tsunami, you lose everything you had. That's, it, it, it takes you through that first part of death, but it can also on the other end, soothe you. You get in, you you get in the bathtub because it feels soothing. You if it didn't feel good, you wouldn't get in there. Right. Well, I mean, we all come, you know, when we come into this uh, life mm-hmm. through humans, we're coming mm-hmm. through water. I mean, we're coming from the waters of our mother. It's the first exactly experience we have before we're, you know, on land, if you will. <laughs> but- Ex- and that's no mistake. That is no mistake trying to recreate as much as possible that experience to remember because the water also, remember even in our, our, the mother, what is that? The amniotic fluid. I'm not a big child person, but the amniotic (laughs) fluid holds the entire galactic and universal memories within it. How do you think this little one starts to learn? I know that we think that we put those headphones on the belly and we read Mozart to them and now they're smart, but we're fooling ourselves. That amniotic fluid is holding all of the information that this little being needs to come into the world. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's how we intrinsically know our mother. Like we could pick our mother out from anywhere. Yes. This is, we have that absolute 
connection that that can't be described through um just biology or blood work it's it's an energetic as well i mean it's just it's osmosis is what it is i mean it's literally healing and that is water you've said it you've said it right there it's literally osmosis like how does water hold memory it's great that we have all these studies it's great that you know Emoto, in who's been one of the latest scientists, but there's been many before him that have, you know, and Veda Austin, who have proven that, that, you know, water holds energy, water holds feeling. Yeah, it's, it, it's clear. It's osmosis. You know, you're reminding me, I, I was having a conversation with my team, I guess, back in 2020, I was asking mm-hmm. about this, because there was some information I was reading about food replicators being released. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, there, there's many ways that they could do that. I've seen like the 3D printing, which I'm not a fan of. I don't want that. But mm-hmm. I asked them, I'm like, what's the highest form of a, a food replicator and how would it work? And they were, they shared with me, they're like, literally your atmosphere has every building block in it mm-hmm. to make anything. Mm-hmm. That's it's floating around you now. Yes. Yeah. And how does it get there? This is through mm-hmm. the water vapor, right? Like it, mm-hmm. Right. Everything gets pulled up. And I mean, I don't mean to be gross, but like when things die and decay too, it's memory, it's information. It, we need that. We need the return. We need that death. We need the decay. We need it to return back so that that information and knowledge and experience that that being plant, human, whatever it is went through becomes a part of the entire network because that's why all of our experiences are this important to have. That's why no one is, that's why everyone is important. I didn't want to do a double negative there. That's why everyone (laughs) is that important because we need each of those experiences to come back into this dimensional matrix of understanding to be a part of it. That's how it's gathered all this information. That's how we're, I mean, there, the thing is nobody no beings that are like they're watching us because they don't know what it's like we are giving a lot of information here i mean most of what i did waiting for this time period to happen which is you know i'm 50 now so the long wait waiting for this time period to happen (laughs) there was a lot of information to send back of what's going on with humanity how is it like how do you do this because there's plenty of of information that they want to send back down, but it's got to be in the form that's understandable. And they don't know what that's like because they haven't been in a body. We do. Yeah. That's in our job is that as well to have these experiences, to place it in the matrix so they can say, Oh, okay. And now we've got this. So it's, it's a deep relationship with all beings. Do you want to join the next Spirit Circle? Spirit Circles are virtual gatherings I hold every new moon and full moon, where I'll take you deep into the cosmic codes to receive the messages on how to work in alignment with source energy. The first 60 minutes include energy attunements, journaling, masterminds, guided visualizations, and more. Each Spirit Circle includes a 30-minute psychic Q&A session with me to get answers from your guides and spirit team. 
Every session is recorded and it's yours to keep to use again and again. If you want to join me for the upcoming Spirit Circle, please go to blithestarlight.com forward slash spirit dash circles. I hope to see you there. So that actually makes me think, does your ship family, do they come back and collect you from time to time to get downloads or is it all? No, it just happens through, you know, mostly it recently, maybe in the last three or four years, there's, I think because there's just been so much other technology around versus when I was first here, because it's so, I mean, it's so different that now I actually have to hear some of the frequency vibrations in my ear every so often. But other than that, it just transmits and it's so quick because there's that plasmic connection constantly open because I am this portal. Like I am a living portal. So there's just moving through. You make such a great point because we don't hear about um, abduction as much anymore. Mm -hmm. And I do think that you know, there. First of all, we know we just know that the consciousness, the frequency of the planet is raising, and it right. You know, lately mm-hmm. it's like nonstop escalator mm-hmm. upward right now. Um, but I mean, I've have have read about you know different groups who will they have one of theirs incarnate on the planet, mm-hmm. and the the agreement between the one on the planet and their group is that you know they from time to time. We'll have them come back and they'll, you know, run, you know, they run their tests. They mm-hmm. heal them a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, oh, you got a lot of toxins or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they have to clean them and heal them and send them back. Um, and a lot of times, you know, because in our human consciousness, especially if we're not aware of what else we are, yeah. that gets misinterpreted as fear. It gets misinterpreted as scary as this is bad. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of Dolores Cannon's takes them under mm-hmm. they're like yeah you have to get past that fear memory because your consciousness didn't understand this is why most people are memory wiped mm-hmm. because if they had that memory sitting in there with no other understanding yeah it would be terrifying it probably would yeah well especially because society puts these words on like abduction as right if it's a forced <laughs> as if right. it's something that's forced. as if they stole you yeah when it was really an appointment. <laughs> yeah. So I can see why that has, it, it makes sense from that point of view. But hopefully we're getting more education out there that, that it isn't, that there couldn't, nothing could happen without an agreement. Well, and I, I agree with that. Even, even the, mm-hmm. I often talk about this with um, my groups and the, and people that I work with about the fact that, even those we would see as dark mm-hmm. yeah. or negative, they're playing a role mm-hmm. and they're playing it for us, not really against us. It's hard to see it because we're experiencing something yeah. that feels very oppressive, heavy, or evil. And yeah. yet the agreement is this time I'll play the bad guy. So you get to be the good guy kind mm-hmm. of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, the, you know, with, with the reptilian consciousness and I get like, there's, there's just so much, but in the end, really like it is the Maya. It is the play of all of this. That is, this is all the play on this planet. I mean, 
there's always has to be a bad guy in a play for there to be resolution. I mean, it, it's got to have that arc. Isn't that all the pieces of a play? Right. And, and if, if we're talking about it in those terms and we're the, you know, protagonist, mm -hmm. the, the antagonist helps the protagonist make choices. Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, so, all the mythology is that, right? I mean, this. Absolutely. I mean, there, otherwise, it, you know, that's what this, this realm is about is this mm -hmm. contrast and polarity. Mm -hmm. And, and what I love about what I understand in the law of one, which helps so much is understanding why one, we have to get memory wiped. So we're playing the game fairly. <laughs> so we don't have any advantage, mm -hmm. you know, two, we've got the veil of confusion, which keeps mm -hmm. us from really getting the answers outside of ourselves. So we'll mm -hmm. go within. Mm -hmm. three we're given an ego for a short period of time so that we think we're an individual making pure choices <laughs> that's the one i love <laughs> also that we'll just so we'll make an authentic choice if you're not making the choice because your ship mother told you to make the choice or if i'm not making the choice because you know i know that i'm i'm really syrian and you know i'm here right. to that's that's all cheating in this game <laughs> so it's yeah. like you have to have this ego where it's like i don't know what i'm connected to i don't know who i am i don't know if if there really is connection even though when you if you go in with your heart you can absolutely feel it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but Agreed. the the ego gets in the way to to create that i don't know maybe it's just me <laughs> you know? right right yeah but in doing so we get to create an authentic choice that will determine whether we're truly in alignment with ourselves or not and if we're not no big deal just start again play yeah. the game again exactly exactly i mean and you know this is part of like i think this is when we go through these waves like there's in a week one of us may feel like oh my god we're overwhelmed by emotions and going through one part of the cycle and then we'll come back out so even this moment that you and I are going through this cycle and understanding this, we're going to be at another part of it in maybe in an hour. Who knows? <laughs> it's, I mean, <laughs> we're playing through it right now. And I always think like when people are like, wow, this thing healed me. It was like, but you were just in that part of the cycle that it all worked out there. There wasn't like this person that healed you. You were just in the cycle and put together all these pieces of it. That's all it was. So right. no need to put it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's the new layer, right? Of, of validating our experience that we have mm. to try. And it's so interesting because as the game progresses and it's just, you know, it, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about a little video I saw the other day and mm -hmm. I was like, this is, this is true. Even though I can't prove it, I just know it's true. As a kid, I remember thinking this. And, you know, of course, growing up, I thought, well, maybe that was just straight up narcissism. But <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> As a kid, I remembered thinking that no one exists. <laughs> this sounds so funny to say it out loud. No one existed if they weren't within my <laughs> have your own life. But it was just that um, there was this awareness that solid and it went mm -hmm. sort of like on pause is what it felt like as a mm -hmm. kid I didn't have the the capacity to formulate it right unless it, it, mm -hmm. yeah it was much mm -hmm. cruder and it was mm -hmm. this idea that you just disappear yeah you know so when 
when I didn't see my friend, my friend didn't exist anymore. Yeah. And then she existed. Yeah. I love it. So, but then of course, later when I tried to work through that thought, I was like, wow, (laughs) like talk about world revolving around yourself, but I get it now. What I was trying to articulate at that time was the fact that everything that we're not focused on becomes frequency and what we're focused on is particle. And so whatever age you were, you had either already read or you knew in your consciousness about quantum physics and you created the Schrodinger's cat experiment. I was five. And five. You created that experiment in a way that you understood without even doing it and quote unquote killing the cat. Yeah, I didn't kill. Nobody died. Everyone Mm -hmm. was just on pause in my mind. And neither did the cat. So that is exactly, you already got the experiment that... Richard Fay and all of the quantum physics people created and wrote about. Well, and you giving, explained it as a five-year-old. Giving my inner child a high five right now. There you go. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that was it. It's but, simple as that. But what's so interesting is that, so now we call it the observer effect. Right. Right. Now that's, yep. the, that's how yep. I understand it now. Yes. But yep. it still plays out. And this is the thing where it's like, this is so important for us to get. What we focus on is where we're sending energy, which is creating the particles. Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of the work I do with clients is about, um, mindset work, Mm -hmm. right. And also looking at our patterns and how are we thinking about things and what are we Mm -hmm. attracting? Cause we're not attracting what we desire. We think we are, we're attracting what we believe. So Mm -hmm. change your beliefs if you don't like what you're attracting. Right. Mm -hmm. But also pay attention to where you're putting your focus, because if this were a video game and someone explained this so well, They were like anything that's not in your screen right now, Mm -hmm. right? So you're staring at your screen. There's the particles. You see the castle. Now in your mind's eye, you know, if you look, if you're, if you were to pan to the left, you'd see Mm -hmm. a field or bridges or whatever, but it's not there. And so therefore the program is not articulating it. Yeah. It's in waveform until you pan Mm -hmm. and move the camera. And now the particles appear. Yes. Or pixels in the in the case of a game. Yes. Yeah. Same same concept in the simulation we find ourselves in. Exactly the same. And we're just then adding the layers of the emotions and the physical body and everything else that, you know, makes it hopefully more interesting than just, you know, moving the little uh, joystick to the left. So from your perspective, why, why do we do all that? Why do we need to layer the emotions and move the particle from your perspective? If I just had to like pan over, it just wouldn't make any, it wouldn't make full sense. And I think this is where sometimes I feel like it gets, you know, the manifesting piece and you know, the focusing peaks gets a bit diluted in that when we look at the entire scope, like we have so many tools to experience that field to the left with. So not only it's, it's an intermixing of how are we going to experience it? Because we can't just pan over to the left and, you know, visualize it there has to be the nervous system involved there has to be the emotions involved because that's what enlivens it and enacts it into something that 
can be interesting to engage with. Does that make sense? Um, yes. And I, I think that the question I was trying to form is like, so when I think about why we, why do we put our part of me knows that I want to experience it. There's just this mm-hmm. pure feeling of, I want to know. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there's a part of me that thinks about the fact that there's a progression of energy that's happening. Now, some of us that are here, we know we're from seventh dimension. Some people are, you know, we got a couple of 11th dimensionals. I don't know how many different dimensions people are coming from. So it's not necessarily like this game isn't so linear, right? Like we think it is. It's not Mm -hmm. just a, a linear progression where I'm at third, I'm going to be fourth and then fifth. That doesn't make sense if you've got people like you and and people like me coming in at different dimensional frequencies dropping down and hanging out here mm-hmm. um the the why i get when i think about okay why would i come move some of my energy down here and risk this risk kind of getting sucked into a system that i might be hanging out in for longer than i want to mm-hmm. and it has to do you know humanity it has to do with humanity and sometimes when i talk to or I listen to, not so much talks to people, but when I listen to different things about star seeds and stuff, there's some ego that gets in there, right? Like being a star seed is better mm-hmm. than being a human. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think that we come in almost like guardians and protectors of humanity. They seem younger than some other species that are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I get. So there's this need to sort of nurture and protect that makes sense. Um, but what I'm kind of wondering if if you're getting something different, and I'd love to hear it. I want to make sure I'm understanding your question. Uh, okay. Uh, is the basics of the question: Why do we add those extra layers, or or besides those pieces of the experience, why are we here? I just want to clarify. Yeah. So. That's a really great question because I sort of pulled out to big picture, I think, is what I did. We were the details and then I was like, and and then I took the wide angle view. Um, so I guess it's two, two questions, really. It, we've got this experience where we're moving, where we are using our observation to mm-hmm. kind of create reality as we're experiencing it through our power of observation. So the first question is, why would we add layers like emotion Mm-hmm. to that and I so maybe that's so my feeling on that is that it adds a layer of enlivenment because in just observing doesn't mean that we have the physical experience of it mm, good point otherwise we would just be in our observer self exactly got it so much sense okay so then the next question is what is the greater purpose for like why would your ship send you here other than to gather purpose yeah yes but i don't i mean will this answer for everyone else no because mine is specific to uh my purpose here okay i am 
yes, it's to, it's to gather the experience, but not necessarily to come back and continue to be part of this cycle of it. I won't be coming back. And when I'm done with this mission here of being able to sort of gather information, hold the space, prepare the environment for other light beings that are to come. I always feel like, you know, when I, when I was a kid, we had this like green Pontiac and it was like the sturdiest car when you compare it to cars now. The doors yeah. were heavy, but like it was strong. It probably could still be running now if it wasn't, if it wasn't such a you know, ugly car. <laughs> but I always think like I came during that sort of phase. So the sensitivities that I have in comparison to those who are coming for that, for this, for their purpose is I'm able to move through things a lot easier than those who are coming now with heightened sensitivity and more having a more difficult time integrating into this body. So for me, it's the purpose is for that assignment and to make it slightly easier and to also help humanity to understand that bridge with their connection so that they can make this next transition much easier and smoother and not as resistant to physical pieces. So that is solely my work here. Like the rest is like, it's fine. Like I love being in the water. I, there are certain things I like about this planet, but also I don't have, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be sad leaving the planet. Right. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, and I know my purpose here will be for that long. I will not, you know, I, it's not like I'm going to get cancer. That's not part of this. And I will be done when I'm done. If it's 60 in 10 more years, if it's like, I don't know how many more years, but it's very clear that that is what I do. So I'm not coming back. I'm not here for the same experiences and for the same cycle of life that everyone is. And that, you know, what you're saying really makes sense. You did mention that at the beginning that you're here to support, you know, the other hybrids who are coming in to sort of make it easier, an easier transition mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. And I agree exactly with what you're saying. Not everybody's here for the same reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's interesting because I am a, a type of protector being. And so that it, I just realized as I was sharing with you, I'm like, yeah, that's my lens. That's mm -hmm. what I'm seeing it through. I'm here for the humans. Yes. Um, yes. Which is why I keep coming back because <laughs> I'm like, every time it's an important mm -hmm. moment, I show up again. It's like, but I would like to be also moving on after. <laughs> I, think, I think they'll be good after this one. That's the feeling I get. Great. As we move through this bigger cloud. I think there's mm -hmm. other things we can be doing. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's everyone's lens of their greater purpose of why they're here. And it's for some of us, it's a little bit more into the experiential piece because you're going to bring that back. Cause some people are here to have that experience, put that knowledge back in the matrix. I mean, there are so many jobs for people on this planet. Oh yeah. So many. And part of it is like, I help people realize that bigger part of their job on this planet. You know, that gets me really excited, though, because with all the the different types of beings here, if you really stop and think about it, how cool is it 
that we all came and met up and I got to meet you and you're from a, a system than I am. And I get mm-hmm. to hear about your experience, you know, what your mission is. And I get to share with you mine. And, and the fact that, you know, in this wide universe, I mean, I'll, I'm sure we'll meet up again somewhere, mm-hmm. but we are having this moment where we really get to like make contact with each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And the, even just for that fact alone, the people, the beings that you get to meet through however many linear years you're here, I mean, that could be experience enough in itself to just meet all these other beings. Everybody out there in the greater wanted this position. Mm-hmm. They often say it's the strongest of the strong that gets selected. And that I, do, I, I feel that. I feel it is a selection process because... Um, like we talked precise balance to drop into this frequency lose yourself mm-hmm. and some of us yeah. are here as retrieval specialists like we got to help pull people <laughs> you know pull star family out <laughs> it gets heavy <laughs> yes it definitely does which is why i really find returning to the water helps move this move through this world a lot easier and we're continuing to return back to that it's just so important and i i love the other gifts the water gives us like one of the things i just i love is that you don't even have to be in the water you can be near Mm -hmm. water and it will clear your aura Mm -hmm. it'll cleanse you just by being near it i even talked about yesterday with someone that you know we talked about that the atmosphere around is water So if you just remember that, even though you can't see it, you're connecting with your being of 70 to 90% water, depending on how you look at it, with the atmosphere. So that alone, even if I was nowhere near water, I am actually in water right now. Yeah. Well, and it's super humid here where I am. So I'm definitely in water and we know (laughs) poor, poor Florida is really in water right now. That is true. Some clearing is going to happen there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Yael, this has been absolutely fascinating conversation. I love what you've brought up. There's just so many points. I know when I go back and I listen to this, I'm going to get even more. Um, and I would love to, you know, help people connect with you and find you. Um, how can they connect with you? Yep. The uh, Instagram, The Water Matrix. Uh, website thewatermatrix.org those are two of the best places because I've got all the information there or really if there's I just encourage if people are drawn to it then just contact me because I find that people know like you know it's the society like if you know then you just go there and you ask and there there it is that's how most people come to me like I'm just not sure why exactly I'm here but here I am so I love that fantastic and I will make sure that your Instagram handle at the water matrix and your um, website as well as your email. So they can directly contact you. That'll all be in for those of you listening, you can look at the show notes and you, you will see Yale's confirmation so that you can um, connect and um, learn more. I cannot wait to see what else. And I love your Instagram channel, by the way you do. I've seen you do, what do you call it? Would you call it like a connection or a clearing? I think you've done a couple different things on that channel. I think I have. It's been, I try, 
I've done different types of transmissions and attunements. And so it could have been that. I like yeah. to change a lot. So, well, <laughs> I what I, just, yeah, good. No, just the point I wanted to make is it's, it's very interactive. They'll get to experience yes. you and yes. see you and be with you. So it, it yeah. will deepen their experience yes. of you. Yes. Yes. And I think just by even listening to this podcast, people usually when people are like, oh yeah, I listen to this podcast and this is, this is, I connected with you this way and people send it. So that's what I love is the community piece of things. Like things get to the right people through this network. So yay, I love that. And thank you so much for connecting with me. I had a fantastic time chatting with you and I'd love to have you back. I would love that. I would love that. Yay. Well, to everyone listening, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation too. If you have any questions or comments for Yael, you can also leave it here on Anchor. You can leave me a voice message. I love to get them and I will share your question or information with Yael so you can you can keep in contact and we can keep this conversation going. So Thank you for joining me. You can now find Blythe Starlight on Patreon, where you can join me on the journey of creating more tools for helping people go from awakened in their intuition to activated. Be sure to visit me at blythestarlight.com and subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode of the Modern Mystic Soul podcast, which can also be found on Spotify, iTunes, and all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest as Blythe Starlight. And don't forget to grab your copy of my book, Confidence is Magic, on Amazon today. Until next time, stay magical.